Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Biwa Gavaza, and for today, we're getting um, into the midterm budget policy statement that was delivered by Finance Minister Enoka Gondongwana uh, on Wednesday. That was on the 1st of uh, November 2023, and we're just going to be unpacking it uh, from a couple of, uh, you know, different views. Just now, we're going to be chatting uh, with uh, Johan, who is from Consult uh, by Momentum, and uh, we're going to be unpacking um, the electricity um, considerations from that uh, budget policy statement. Uh, but before that, let's hear a little bit uh, from uh, Chantal Marx, who is Head of Investment Research um, over at uh, FNB Wealth and Investments. <music> Finance Minister Ino Gonongwana delivered his budget speech this afternoon. Per tradition, the medium-term budget policy statement did not include explicit changes to policy, but provided an update on how government finances are faring relative to the February 2023 budget and guidance in terms of any action Treasury plans to take in February 2024. On balance, the statement was more negative for equities than for bonds. It was widely anticipated that revenue would fall short relative to Treasury's expectations, that the stabilization in government debt-to-GDP would be pushed out, and that non-interest expenditure rationalization would be on the cards. It can therefore be argued that much of this was already priced in. Government's commitment to its consolidation strategy and non-interest expenditure growth below inflation will be welcomed by bond investors, though. About two hours before the start of the speech, Treasury also announced that there will be no change in bond issuance post the medium-term budget policy statement. The market reaction even then was quite positive. This prudence, however, will likely be perceived as equity negative. Lower non-interest expenditure means that government contributes less to economic growth, and that will have a knock-on impact on corporate revenue growth and, by extension, profitability. The guidance provided in terms of possible policy changes come the 2024-2025 budget in February will also be weighed by investors. There were several possibilities announced, but standing out to us in terms of the markets was firstly that bond and equity investors will be encouraged by additional external financing of infrastructure projects as this will reduce government's finance burden and will boost economic growth if implemented effectively. The other thing was that there will be new tax measures announced to raise additional revenue, about 15 billion rands worth of revenue. This will be regarded as more bond positive because of higher government income and probably a little bit equity negative, either because of lower consumer discretionary income because they're paying higher taxes or lower corporate profitability or perhaps both. The sum mentioned, the 15 billion rand, though, should not be too big especially when considering an already cheap SA Inc. basket on the equity market. South African companies are trading at major discounts relative to where they traded at in the past. So 15 billion rand in additional taxes should not be enough to upset the apple cart. As the minister spoke, the rand strengthened from about 18 rand 70 to the US dollar to as low as 18 rand 55 and bond yields fell across the curve. The JSE ticked up slightly, driven by an improvement in SA Inc. shares.
but this could largely be explained by the RAND and bond yield movements. We now turn our attention uh, to a discussion just around uh, maybe the electricity and, you know, some of the big items that came out from that uh, point of view. And to help us to unpack that, Johan Worth, who is a franchise principal and financial advisor over at uh, Consult by Momentum, joins us, you know, to give us a little bit of that understanding. Johan, greetings to you on this Friday. Thanks, Mdiwan. Thanks for having me. Um, perhaps before we get into the electricity part of the discussion, Johan, maybe your takeaways uh, from uh, this uh, policy statement, you know, it's not a fresh budget. It's uh, more, uh, I don't know, can I call it a, 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 a mid-year report? <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're going to call it that, yeah. So your take just on some of the big takeaways. Yeah, Madiwa, as, as always with, with the budget, we all wait in big anticipation of what uh, the minister is going to tell us and what, what's going to change in our country and what's going to change in our finances. So with everything, there, there's bad news and good news. I think the, the, the main bad news that we have is that, uh, that the government tax collection has, has come up big, big, very big short time this year. Um, and, and the big reason for that is, is anyway because of the commodity prices our commodity prices have, have come down quite a bit in South Africa and we've had more load shedding this year than the past four years put together. And that's had a, a tremendous impact on the on the inflow of taxes, especially company income taxes, um, which which has led to, to a huge shortfall on our income and our GDP. Um, so, so some of the takeaways we can chat about today or some of the big things that, that I highlighted during this um, uh, budget speech that came out for me is the, the the likelihood or rather the unlikelihood of of reaching a, a budget surplus in the near future. Um, we still have the continuation of our, our social grants. That's something that we need to address. And then obviously something that's coming up is the um, the elections next year. So we also need to take into account the impact um, of, of the decisions that the ANC will make as a party um, and, and how that will affect the minister's um, implementation um, of these funds. So, yes, there's certainly a lot to unpack, Johan. And like you said, very complex. We will probably have multiple conversations, um, you know, about the different items, whether it's, you know, deficits, whether it's debt. You know, there's a lot that, uh, you know, needs to that needs to be considered. Uh, but, you know, your take, you know, I was reading something that, uh, you know, uh, that, that came out, um, you know, from your team recently um, and, you know, talking about privatization of electricity and logistics. What's your take just around some of the pronouncements that have come out? Is this the direction, um, you know, that we see? you know, that part of the of the business, you know, possibly going in. Um, I think some people have said, have argued that, uh, you know, load shedding has forced some privatization because you and I have to have our own solar systems and all these companies are putting in power generation and, you know, all of this stuff is happening. So just your take around what's going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. One thing before I start, so one thing that we do need to remember, obviously, with, with the taxes, the reduction in income taxes that we've received over the past year, um, one thing that has increased is the, the, the import taxes, purely because of all the solar panels that, that the South Africans have imported over the, 
the past year or two. But maybe if I can start just quoting the minister, um, I'm just reading here, quoting the minister who said that the immediate crisis needs to be addressed and solutions to resolve the challenges should be based on transforming the sector and not trying to save an entity. And I think that's, that's discussions and talks we've heard quite a lot over the past few years from, from ESCOM and from the private sector on how can the private and the public sector um, work together. Um, I think one thing that we all want to see is, is that these things should start to happen. Um, we've talked a lot about it, we've, we've, we've spoken, there's, there's been a lot of plans on it, but not a lot of um, execution on it. So although there are recommendations um, on, on the National Treasury's review of, of ESCOM's um, coal-fired power stations, the findings have not been shared. So, so I think a lot of South Africans in the private sector as well are still um, are still in the grey area because we're not sure exactly 100% what the plans are. We know these plans, but we don't know how the plans will be executed. Um, and the minister also said that that these plans will help transform the electricity sector. So we all hope for that. We trust for that. We're all positive for that, but we all want that to to start happening. But again, like I said, it was not clear on on the plans. So the ESCOM debt relief amendment bill, um, there's a bill that for, for debt relief amendment um, that aims to hold ESCOM accountable to, to ensure uh, continued funding. So we're very positive about more involvement from the private sector um, in the generation of electricity. I think we will all uh, agree that that's something that's necessary for South Africa as a country, for, for, our, for our people, for families, for businesses. Um, and the potential involvement of the private sector experts that will be focused on finding solutions. I think that's also very important that we not just have the, 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 the private sector funds, but that we also have private sector um, experts helping ESCOM and helping ESCOM to find uh, solutions. So to us, the, the public-private partnership, it's always been important um, as all stakeholders. Everyone should take accountability for the success of our economic future in South Africa. However, it should not happen without consultation and without the relevant government reforms that will attract new investment into infrastructure. So the easing of, of restrictions, so that's also something we saw, the easing of restrictions on self-generating self power will also assist uh, to reduce um, power failures. However, the downside of that is it will create a potential loss of revenue for ESCOM. We've also seen that ESCOM is going to um, uh, reduce some of the debt towards government, some of the municipalities' debt is going to write down. So I'm not sure where the money will come from. There's been a lot of promises in different government sectors that we need help. It's not just ESCOM, there's other sectors as well. So all the plans are great, but um, I think we're all waiting in anticipation for, for how the execution will look like. It's very interesting, you know, that you mentioned the, the loss of revenue on the side of, uh, of ESCOM and also the fact that you have an easing of restrictions that's, you know, meant to help to push up some of that private sector spending when it comes to yeah, power generation. One of the things that I was keen to get your sense on, especially as a financial planner or someone who's probably interfacing um, with uh, either business or individuals is someone has to take on a burden, right? We all need power. The country needs power, right? And for and the promise that had been made is that ESCOM will take on that burden of making sure that the power is there. 
now we are in essence shifting part of that burden towards the private sector and also to the consumer um what you call this to the consumer base what does that do from a financial planning point of view do you think um you know when a person is projecting their budgets you know there's now energy for a lot of people energy bills have only gone as far as paying for electricity at your house and i guess the fuel in your car if you have a car uh but now you have a generation <laughs> generation the cost that's there so maybe you could talk to us around what you know what that actually means because all of these restrictions and tax benefits all of that stuff is trying to reduce you know, part of that burden on the side of consumers and and uh, the private sector. Yeah, Madiwe, that's a uh, that that's a very good point. So one thing that I see in 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 a lot of my clients, if we just look at the at the average South African, so obviously we've got very high net worth clients. They don't really they don't really feel this burden. But your average South African, um, we feel it very hard in our pockets from a budgeting point of view. So, so there's a few ways to finance this option. So a lot of people has gone the solar option route with batteries and inverters, and the, the, the prices of, of those things get quite steep. So people don't necessarily have the cash um, to buy these things cash. So what we've seen is we've seen it now with the financial institutions as well and with the banks. They offer um, very good finance transactions, but we all know, you know, as we incur debt, there's interest, the interest rates are rising. So the repayments are rising. So people are really cash stripped financially. Your average household, like I'm saying, they needed to start cutting on other expenses just to 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 help themselves with a basic thing, a basic right that we have uh, um, for for electricity. So I've seen that a lot of people has has taken out has, has taken out second bonds on their properties. They've they've reduced some of the investments, right? They've reduced some of their retirement savings. And this is something that we'll definitely see within the next few years um, of, of, of individuals retiring. People made provision for retirement. Um, they've made provision in their monthly budget for, for adding monthly um, amounts to, to their retirement, which they currently can't do because of the fact that the, the electricity prices are increasing so much. The solar prices are increasing. If we look at diesel, even if you cannot afford a, um, a a solar system. Most of us has got generators at this stage. Most most small businesses have generators, and that just increases the cost. If you look at the cost of of, of diesel and petrol, how that has increased, it's got a huge impact on the average South African. And I think it's not something that we address enough, um, and that uh, that the government is not addressing enough. Like I said earlier, we've got all these great plans of doing what needs to be done. But at the end of the day, the, the, your average South African feel it in their pockets. And it's not adding to their wealth. It's actually just um, destructing their wealth and it's reducing their wealth and it's extending um, their uh, retirement years. Before I let you go, Johan, I like the fact that, you know, you are outlining, you know, where things are, because I think part of the, the dream that had been sold um, you know, two ordinary South Africans when people were talking, you know, trying to sell us on the idea of renewables um, was to say that there's an opportunity to then, you know, offset your expenditure, you know, when it comes to, you know,
you know, putting in these systems, in um, investing in solar batteries, whatever it is that you decide is going to be your mode of generating power for your home that your expenditure is going to be offset by credits that we're going to give you. You'll be able to sell excess power onto the grid, all of that stuff. And I think a lot of that was done on the basis of, uh, you know, stage one, maybe stage two type load shedding scenarios. But in a situation where four, five and six have become a norm, um, I now wonder whether people will be able to make um, you know, any type of income at all from selling any power back onto the grid? Or um, does this become another area of, uh, especially debt, especially from a debt burden point of view, just becomes yet another draw, you know, just a pure draw on consumer pockets? Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a it's a hundred percent draw from consumer pockets. I know there's been talks on generating income from it, but just currently our ESCOM is operating and the deficiencies within ESCOM and the deficiencies in our own infrastructure in South Africa, I I cannot see that anything like that will happen in the near future. It's it's a dream, it's an assumption that we might have. It's maybe some dream that someone in ESCOM or in government might have, but it, it definitely can happen. But happening within the next year or two, I doubt that that will happen. I think this 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 whole generation of 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 electricity and the privatization of it, it's only going to cost the ordinary South Africa. It's only going to cost the ordinary South African business, and unfortunately, that will lead to a reduction in income taxes again for the government. And I think that's one thing that we need to realize because as the costs, as a company, let's say company taxes, as a company incur more costs. They've got a higher cost to generate electricity. Obviously, that reduces their profits. And if their profits are reduced, it reduces the income tax that they pay over to SARS. So that's got that that has a huge impact on, on both sides. So on the business, on the vigil from a cost point of view, and also on government from an income point of view. All right. So that's been it. It has been great just chatting, uh, you know, to Johan, giving us some um, insight on his side, uh, some takeaways, uh, you know, that he has made when it comes to um, the midterm budget speech. The dust has settled just a little bit since we heard that speech on Friday and today just unpacking a small piece of it, uh, mainly concentrating, um, you know, on some of, um, you know, the concessions that are being made for power generation, particularly. Particularly uh, for private players, because um, there's an effective uh, privatization that is going on. Because um, as consumers, as businesses, um, you know, a lot of the burden for producing power has been shifted. And Johan was uh, at least highlighting some of the ways uh, that uh, you know government is trying to come to the party and meet uh, the private sector halfway when it comes to you know some of the tax, some of the restrictions, especially you know when this time when it comes to this type of thing however he does you know talk about the fact that for ordinary south africans this now uh, will be a big draw 
on uh, on budgets you know most likely um and uh, yes there were there had been plans that people might be able to make money but um you know given the state of things at least in the current moment uh, you know that will be unlikely but that was us we're chatting to uh, johan worth uh, who is franchise principal and financial advisor um, over at consult by momentum johan thank you so much for being with us today thanks for the it's a pleasure And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from us, and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.